This is the Pleasurable Money Podcast. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm the divine alien driving this here spaceship. I'm a pleasurable money coach with over a decade of experience in finance. During that time, I have learned that a mix of systems and spirituality makes a perfect blend. I have helped hundreds of spiritual business owners heal their relationship with money, and I'm here to teach you how to become money's ride or die. Stop treating money like a booty call using the help of tools like breathwork and pleasure, which will be featured on this podcast. And learn from me and other experts about how to own your wealth. Together, we will break down what it looks like to be in relationship with money and to be in full embodiment with your pleasure. Welcome back to the Pleasurable Money Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm so happy to have you here. Today is August 23rd of 2022, and I just wanted to do a catch-up with you guys and share what's going on in my life, what's new, what I'm working on, all of my new offerings. If I have any, you'll find out. (laughs) So... If you're interested in what's going on in my life and kind of how I've been holding my vision and what I've been working on with my pleasure, then keep listening or keep watching if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is kind of how I've been following my fun lately, and that involves offering bank account blessings again. And... I wanted to tell the story about kind of how the bank account blessings became a thing and my process in becoming worthy of offering something so intuitive at the beginning. So, as many of you know, I have my degree in accounting and... I started out as a bookkeeper slash CFO for spiritual business owners, and a lot of that came with these stereotypes of how I needed to look, how I needed to act, whether or not I could curse on my platforms, this traditional view of what professionalism looks like, and it was coming from all angles. My partner my mom, everyone who I spoke to put their image of what a bookkeeper CFO should look like onto me and told me I couldn't do the things that I was doing. I couldn't say fuck. I couldn't talk about sex or love or energy or spirituality. And it all came from this very black and white image of what a professional financial or a financial professional looks like. And pretty much from the beginning, I was rebelling against that. I was pushing up against it. I was pushing my own edges and challenging my own beliefs about what that looked like for me because, you know, I've, I've been in, I've been in corporate settings my whole professional career. I worked at a CPA firm in Manhattan, had to wear high heels, had to look a certain way, like, 
like the the image had been drilled into my head of what I was supposed to have looked like. And so I started showing off my body and cursing more and using words that were not typical of someone in the financial field. And I think that really rubbed people <laughs> the wrong way. It, it made a lot of people not respect me. I mean, I've had people literally come up in my DMs and tell me that they wouldn't respect anyone with a nose ring to give them advice about their money, which, <laughs> whatever, that's crazy. But anyway, so speaking about bank account blessings and speaking about my intuitive offerings in general, it took me a long time to convince myself or to allow myself to simply admit that I had these gifts. My tarot card readings I did for free for a long time and I still do those for free sometimes. I think they're fun and like sometimes I'm just called to do them for free. But at the beginning it was because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I could charge. Like I'm I'm a fi financial professional. I can't charge for my spiritual gifts. I can't charge for my intuitive um, prowess. I think I'm, I mean, I know like every reading that I do is spot on for most people. And I get incredible feedback about my bank account blessings and tarot card, re card readings being spot on. So that to me was evidence enough that I could start charging for these things, that I could do them for more than just fun or talk myself out of taking them seriously. And that's where Bank Account Blessings came in, was that I loved music, I loved the tarot, I loved to dance and shift, help people shift the energy in their bank accounts. And so I combined all three into this experience that you can purchase to help shift your bank accounts or your credit card accounts. And they're super um, low barrier to entry, like they're $55 and you fill out a little form and tell me about your current the current vibe of your accounts and what you would like for your current for the vibe of your accounts to look like or feel like and I take that and I create a playlist a custom playlist for you no less than five songs like it's usually about 10 or 12 songs because it's a it's a whole ass journey for me to channel for you and tune into you using my spiritual gifts and the tarot. I do a whole spread for you and I provide you with messages and guidance and a playlist that's, that is the soundtrack to my journey for you. And people love them. I love them. I had a friend of mine purchase 10 of them for her whole group coaching program and every single one of them came in and filled out a form for, for themselves and I sent them all out and that was so fun. I want to do more of that, like group bank account blessings. That would be so fun. And speaking of intuitive offerings, so I have several. 
I have my tarot card readings, which I don't do often, my bank account blessings, which I don't do often, but I'm offering them now. And I have my ritual room substack as well as my sunroom, which are both much more intuitive spiritual offerings. They are my creative outlets. They allow me to share with you the actual, what my rituals really look like because most of the time I'm naked or have no pants on or, you know, things that I can't put on Instagram or Spotify. So I share them on my paid platforms and they're super accessible. So the ritual room on Substack is only $5.55 a month, $5.55 a month or $55 for the year. And then Sunroom is just, I think, $5 more expensive than that because Apple takes an extra cut from, from what I get from that platform. So when I, I did want to read you one of my favorite pieces that I've ever put up inside the ritual room uh, so that you get an idea of what it's like inside. This is called Sun Devotee. The sun deserves to be pursued. Some people wander the world chasing after the sun. Gratitude washes over me every time it peeks through the clouds, teasing me with its warmth. When I close my eyes in the car and the strobing rays beaming between the trees makes me dizzy, I remember what an incredibly dangerous and perfectly balanced celestial body it is. I fancy myself a sun chaser, a sun catcher, and a sun devotee. Maybe one day I'll join other disciples who spend their lives traveling the hemispheres in search of the sun. I love that piece. And, and that's just a, a bite, a taste, a nibble of what is inside the ritual room. And the ritual room has voice notes, spicy podcast episodes, videos, and writings, poetry, stories from my experience in this world. And it's heavily inspired by Brooke Solis. I'm a part of her Patreon. And God, she just like leaves me dripping and aching everything that she writes. And she and I have known each other for a very long time, since the beginning of my business, probably four and a half years now. We're not close or anything. I wouldn't call us friends, but we've been in each other's vortexes for a long time. And she constantly inspires me. So that's Substack. I'd love for you to join me over there. There are a few free posts, and you can absolutely follow the Substack for free, but the juice is in the paid membership. And like I mentioned, it's only $5.55 a month. The next thing I wanted to catch you guys up on is inside of Substack and the sunroom, the sunroom, my sunroom, the app sunroom, I'm doing a 15 days of devotion. I did the first five days like chronologically or success in succession um and then i kind of fell off i'll be real honest and real raw with you guys 
I fell off day six. I did a ritual with my coach. Day seven, I took a break. And then it's been a few days and I've just kind of been like, okay, I need to get back on it. So the 15 days of devotion for me was inspired because I wanted to really hold my vision every single day. Like, I wanted to tune in, tap in to my vision every single day, do some kind of visualization, scripting, recording of some kind where I was listening to myself speak out loud. Um, my coach calls it her speaking practices. And so that's where the 15 days of devotion really sprang from. And I wasn't intending on sharing every single day on Substack. So I'm, I am being very gentle with myself about not posting every single thing that I've done inside of Substack or Sunroom. So I want to get back into it and continue posting here and there. I posted a ritual, a raw ritual. I was like kind of fumbling around. I got distracted. My mind wasn't in it. My mind was wandering and running around and and I couldn't like narrow in. I couldn't zone into the zone. And if you've ever done ritual like or meditation or anything like that, you kind of know the zone is what it feels like. It's like a it's like a fog or like a haze, but you're like, you know, in it. And I really like to use plant medicine in my rituals. It helps me tap in and it's fun. It's fun. So that's what the 15 days of devotion is. Um, and the first five days are in both my sunroom and on my substack. Plus many other things. Um, and then the next thing... I, as a bookkeeper, I'm the worst at doing my own books. Like, I'm, I'm spot on on everybody else's. I'm like on my shit with my other clients' books. But my own bookkeeping usually falls to the wayside. So, I had actually found, I went into my bookkeeping, into my QuickBooks, and realized that I hadn't even closed out the year for 2021 very bad, Megan. So I closed out the year and I caught up to, I think, April or May of this year. So I just have a few more months left to uh, categorize and reconcile for that. If you need help um, categorizing catching up 2022, just from like January to the end of August, reach out to me. I'd love to work something out with you. Um, it's just fun for me. I don't want to have like ongoing bookkeeping clients, but projects like this where I can sit down, bang out a bunch of transactions and like close the project feel really satisfying to me. So I want to start calling in more of those projects. So if that's something that you're considering, let me know and um, the investment is going to be really reasonable and we can work something out. I haven't talked about it much openly on my social media yet, but my husband and I are selling our home here in New York and we are moving back to Alabama. 
hopefully in the next couple months. And that feels really big because we have been talking about this for two years probably since we moved into this house. Um, but I believe everything happens in divine timing and so with the market the way it is for sellers, <clears throat> we're looking to make an amazing profit on the sale of our home and it would be enough for us to live for a couple years in Alabama without working at all. So that's our main inspiration, motivation to moving to Alabama, for moving to Alabama. There's a lot that we don't know, but I was on a call yesterday, a networking call with one of my groups, and one of the women asked me how we had manifested this move because it has been so long. Like, we've had the plans for this house that we're going to build for at least five years since we moved up here to New York, um, plus the vision for the property that we wanted to move to for three years. Like, it's been a long time coming, and it honestly, at a lot of times, it's felt like it was never going to happen. It's felt like hopeless and... And then there's, there's been a lot of times where it's been like, okay, we have more important things that we want to hold on to a vision for right now. Like, we have more fun things that are, like, more immediate that we want to hold the vision for. And we put the vision for building a house on the back burner. But it's coming up. And I, I can see it happening within the next year. So we'll be moving to Alabama by the end of this year, by the end of 2022. And then starting to build the house on my husband's family farm, uh, probably beginning 2023. Which, by the way, who is, who else is completely thrown off by saying 2023? 2023? Like, that, I don't know why, that year just seems so, like, um out there like like ungraspable I don't know how to explain it it just feels weird to say so um oh I was gonna talk about this woman asked me how we held the vision and how we manifested this move and it, it's interesting because I hadn't really thought about it as like a journey from A to Z or like from conception of the idea to realization of the idea or the manifestation into reality of the idea and what I told her was that really it it was keeping an open heart and inviting so much fun into the process it got heavy it got icky it got serious like this vision became very heavy and like almost boring like boring stressful all of these things like it was it became and at times like it wasn't always this way 
I didn't always feel this way, but at times it became very heavy and very serious and boring and, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that and you have to do it this way and you have to put your house on the market. You have to pay the taxes. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Boring. And so every now and then I would catch myself and just be like, Megan, like this gets to be fun. Like this gets to be Pinterest boards and visioning and daydreaming and being so excited. And I think as we get older, we tend to like temper our excitement. We tend to uh, pump the brakes when we get too excited. Like remember, I just remember Christmas being the fucking, like the most exciting thing you could ever like I loved Christmas time I loved Christmas time I loved the the vibe everyone's so happy the music I love Christmas music don't at me I love Christmas music and like I just remember you know Christmas Eve being so excited not being able to sleep and it lasted a long time up until up into my 20s I would get very excited about Christmas but then I would say over the last five years or so, all of the things that I used to get, like, actively ecstatic about, I've I've been catching myself tempering that excitement. Like, oh, don't get too excited. You might get disappointed. Don't get too excited or you might get let down. And that's so dumb. Excitement is what is life that's pleasure it's it's the thing that we are that allows us to manifest things like it's not the only emotion we can manifest out of but it is one of the easiest emotions to manifest out of so why not be fucking stoked be absolutely just lit up about your vision and everything that you want to come true and like dreaming so big that you can't even fathom it at first that you're like oh shit like I want that did I just say that did I just think that and like allowing that to move through your body and just scare you and delight you and surprise you in every way (sighs) Mm. (laughs) it's yeah, holding the vision and keeping it playful is imperative. It's so important. And it's fun. Why not have fucking fun, y'all? Like, why so serious all the time? It's so boring. Like, my, my, the way I do ritual, the way I do my bookkeeping, the way I do the new job that I just got is by setting the scene, lighting some incense, grabbing a smoothie, like these things put me in a mood. They make it fun. They make it light and airy. We make fun of people on HGTV all the time. They say, oh, it's so light and airy. Everything is light and airy. But yeah, it just makes it light and airy and it makes it fucking fun. So I just, I don't know, that's the biggest thing I wanted to say was that 
manifestation, this manifestation of my move to Alabama came from injecting playfulness whenever I realized that I was getting too serious. So my new job, it's just a gig I got on Upwork. It's something that I was like, literally like, oh, this sounds fun and simple and I'd be very good at it. And that's another way that I've been like following my fun, like I said up top, by offering the bank account blessings. I took a took a gig. I'm doing 20 to 30 hours a week of this work. And I'm also doing my podcast and I'm also coaching folks and I'm also doing my bookkeeping and doing other people's bookkeeping and doing this 15 days of devotion because it all sounds so fun. And I don't want to limit myself because I'm having too much fun. Like, oh, you can't have that because you're already having a lot of fun. You need to do something serious. Like, you need to do something that's going to level you out. Like, fuck that shit. Like, I just, I want to be untethered. <laughs> I want to be untethered, floating in the clouds, having the, f the best time of my life. Like, life is for living. It's not for being tempered. It's not for being balanced and boring. Anyway, that's just me. That's just me. If you don't resonate with anything I'm saying, feel free to leave it here. You don't have to take anything with you. I got a new work phone so that I can actually turn it off. All of my work apps are on this second phone. They are... Um, and it's an iPhone. I'll show it to you. It's so pretty. Look, that's me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I love it. It's an iPhone and my other one is an Android. I don't even have like a line. It doesn't have a service to it. I might get one eventually, but for right now it's perfect just the way it is. I just wanted something that was Wi-Fi capable, that I could have all my Apple apps on that I couldn't get on my Android phone which happens to include Sunroom. I hated using my iPad because my iPad's like an iPad 4 mini or something like that. It's a hand-me-down for my mom. It's ancient <laughs> and it's kind of a pain in the ass to use. So I wanted to get a new phone and, you know, I, I futzed around for a long time. I made excuses. I was like, no, like I'll just wait. I'll just use my iPad. I'll just make do with what I have. And it was just... So I just decided to take the plunge and get a new phone and I still have my old phone. It's got all my personal apps on it like um like games and stuff. <laughs> you got games on your phone? Um so I like games and like I take my calls on like people call me on my old phone. But my TikTok, my Instagram, everything like that is on my new phone and I'm able to turn it off whenever I'm done working or whenever I'm around people, hanging out with people, I don't even have to bring it with me because it doesn't have a f phone service. So it has to have Wi-Fi to work. So it's like, if I'm not in a place that has Wi-Fi, why would I bring it? And that's just so nice for me to have the, the separation between the two. And like, if I'm watching Netflix while falling asleep, I'm not tempted to go and check my Instagram notifications because that was a big, big problem for me. I'm so bad at setting boundaries with myself.
I mean, I'm, I'm good at it when it's, when it has to do with other people. So like this new job, for instance, um, one of the people was sending me emails on the weekend and I was like, you know, hey, I got your email. Thank you for letting me know. In the future, I won't be responding to emails on the weekend, but I will get back to you on Monday as soon as I open up my computer. I'm really good at setting boundaries with other people, but when it comes to my own boundaries with myself, that's my camera died. So, when I set boundaries with myself, that's when I get lackadaisical and uh, lenient and I'm not so strict with myself crossing my own boundaries, which is what it is. It says what it says and I'm working on it with my coach and we are, <laughs> I've worked on it. I've worked on it probably with every single coach I've ever had, to be fair, and with myself as my own coach. Um, and so, yeah, it's just something that I'm aware of and that I'm working on. So, this phone has been an excellent step in the right direction to me setting and keeping and respecting my own damn boundaries because I will, you know, say, okay, I'm not going to check my phone in the morning until 9 a.m. after I have some time to myself. I'm not just going to immediately open my phone, check my emails, check my Instagram, all the things, and just run through the list of all of the notifications. Um, and then the next day, I wake up and I run through the list and check all the notifications. So, this has really helped me. I can turn it off, leave it in my office, feed the cats in the morning, get some breakfast, get my smoothie, and then come turn it on and check all the notifications when I'm like sitting down at my desk to do my work. So big fan, big fan of the work phone. <laughs> So speaking of working on setting boundaries with my coach, not setting boundaries with myself, with my coach, um, I, we had our halfway checkpoint check-in call yesterday on Monday and we, I decided, well, you know, we decided together, but based on what I was feeling, that instead of, now that we've been working on my business and being, bringing pleasure into my business for the last three or so, three and a half months or so, I wanted to shift my focus to better, hotter, deeper, more pleasurable sex with myself. And one of the things that she said in one of her podcasts was that she knew... At one point, she knew exactly what porn to put on, grabbed her vibrator, and she could have an orgasm within seconds. And that's where I'm at, too. But I want to become more intimate with myself. I want to prioritize the long, slow buildup instead of the, like, bam, 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 bam or orgasms. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know how to have a clitoral orgasm. Like, I got that down. I want to have more. I know that it gets to be hotter, it gets to be deeper, it gets to be longer, more passionate, more pleasurable. 
And I know that it's going to translate directly into my business as well. So as I'm moving from instant orgasms and instant gratification in my business to the long game, to the long, slow process of making myself and allowing myself to bathe in as much pleasure as possible and giving myself permission to take up time and space to achieve an orgasm is going to be so instrumental in the way that I do business as well. I know that it's going to translate. I know that it's going to compound and manifest in my business. And I'm hoping to bring that to y'all as well through the ritual room and through my work with my private clients, um, helping them achieve longer, deeper, hotter sex with themselves and with their partners that will automatically follow once you allow yourself to take up space with yourself. It's, it's all a process. It's a compounding and Maybe you start with your partner first. Maybe you start with allowing yourself to be in the spotlight a little bit longer and allowing the person to focus on you, or the person or people, to focus on you longer and, and have the attention on you. I know that's a huge problem with myself. And maybe in a future episode, I'll talk about what I'm working on as far as like sex with my partner and sex with myself as we begin this new journey with my coach. Um... Yeah, I'll definitely be talking about this more and more, but I wanted to note that that's the new direction and kind of keep you guys in the loop of what's going on. So I will wrap this up here. Thank you so much for spending this 30, 30 minutes with me, 35 minutes with me. And if you are interested in a bank account blessing, you can send $55 to my PayPal and then fill out a form, just DM me on Instagram and I'll send you all the, all the instructions that you need to follow. And check out the ritual room and my sun room. Both are linked in my link tree on all, all <laughs> TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere you can find those links. And if you're looking for bookkeeping help, I'd love to support you in wrapping up or catching up 2022 so far. And if you're looking for deep, transformative, sexy relationship help with your money, then I am accepting new private clients. All of that information is on my website. So yeah, I'll see you next time, Sacred Galaxy. Bye. You've been listening to the Pleasurable Money Podcast. If you want to attract more money into your life, subscribe to Pleasurable Money wherever you listen. And if you learned something today, DM this episode to a friend. Reviews help this podcast reach the rest of the world, so if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, it could be featured in a future episode. Love you so much. Bye.